The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. I went through all that for nothing. That sounded awesome too. Anyway, hi everyone. I'm Cody with the uh, Child Free Conference. I'm one of the co-founders and welcome to Child Free Guys Talk Panel. We'll be joined today by Tom James, Dan Alexander, Lucas Cheney, and Edward Sanchez as our speakers for today. Hello, fellas. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. See, everybody, Child Free Guys do exist. We have <laughs> at least five here and Jared off screen. So, I mean, there's six of us in total. Anyway, so we'll dive right in, fellas. Why are you child free? And we're going to kind of start at the top and work our way over and down. So, Lucas, kick it off. Yeah, so I'd say uh, my child free journey started when I was uh, solidified, I guess, when I was 26. Uh, I went through a relationship in college where, you know, you, you conform to life's uh, scripts that you're supposed to be able to have. You go to college, you meet somebody, you get engaged, and you talk about having a family maybe when you're 30. You know, but I had never really cared to have kids or, um, you know, go through all that. So when that, uh, you know, engagement ended badly, I decided I was going to take the time to heal for myself and be true to myself, which was I don't want to have kids. I want to live a child free life. And it took me a while to understand that it was called a child free life. Right. And find the group and the community that existed out there for me to be a part of. But um, I'm child free just because I've never had that parental instinct. Uh, you know, uh, some people call it being selfish, but I have things that I want to go and do with my life, like taking an international vacation every year, right? Uh, spending my time and hobbies and monies on the things that I like. Um, so that's why I'm child free. All right. Dan. I knew from a young age, um, quite young, like grade school days, and because I'd be going to friends' parties or whatever, uh, birthday parties, whatever, and go, oh my God, this crowd is too much. And I was like, and I'd see people families at the grocery stores and places and i'd be like wow that's chaos i couldn't do that but also time and your time commitment and your financial commitment in my book i had gone to the length of researching what it might cost depending to raise a child from depending on the year to you know for 18 years and the numbers i had come up with at the time were quite shocking and i thought my god that just it was just frightening to me and i seeing how much a lot of parents sacrifice not just their own health, but their own personal goal. I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be part of that. All right. Yeah. Edward. Uh, thank you, Cody. First of all, thank you very much for being, for letting me be part of this conference. Uh, first thing you should know is that uh, English is not, not my first language. So I'm sorry if I, so uh, if it's, I have some mistakes, my second language, so you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the things that uh, in my life is uh, I I'm, I come from a very big uh, family, so um, it's, uh, especially here in Peru, which is my country, uh, we have a a very you know not well educated society. So most of the people from rural areas from from the jungle, they you, they have like five and uh, or ten kids. You know, it's it's really really overpopulated. So uh, since I was a little kid, I decided not to have kids because I love my independence. You know, I love uh, traveling. I love doing my own stuff, and so 
basically with with a with a with you know with kids this is kind of um, difficult for for everyone you know because you have responsibilities you you then you you don't have the time you don't have the um, the, the same energy you know let's say let's say that because uh, you are tired because you have to uh, work hard for for them but in, in my case i i love really doing my stuff i love uh, as i said traveling uh, and uh, yeah basically that's that's been my my life from all the time you know awesome awesome tom last but not least hi cody hi everyone um i think for me it was uh, it's a combination of reasons and I, I think i'd be lying if i said there was a there was a moment where i thought oh, i'm gonna be child free i think um it just evolved and i've got um, nearly all of my friends have got kids and you know i'm a godparent uncle and all that so i'm around them a lot and so you get to kind of experience that little that little element of it and most of them i think are lovely there's a few freakish ones that i'm not yeah. like, you know, but, my, but most of them are lovely but i think it was more uh like i said it kind of evolved and just thinking about it and and a, and a realization probably that that seems really obvious that um was that if you want to have a child if you want to be a parent you 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 do need to really want it and it's not something that you should do if someone else wants to do it and you don't um and you shouldn't think that it will fix a relationship or it'll fix a hole in your life um because it probably won't and it's a terrible burden to put on another being um and so um i think and then i think the other thing was that i realized that it doesn't make you selfish to not have kids and and i think that was a big sort of realization as well because i think that's often something that's perceived perhaps so um and same as the other guys as well i think the things that it affords you to be child free you know the whether it's independence or you know you're able to do more things that maybe a, a bit more altruistic and, and so on i don't think i'd have been able to do that if i'd had kids in fact i'm pretty sure i wouldn't so i think that's why yeah and so uh, how open are you guys with your your child free lifestyle do do people uh, maybe inside your inner circle know that you're child free and when you meet someone that's new and they they're talking about kids and if you're having kids are you just straight up like yeah i'm, I'm child free like what, how do you handle that lucas yeah, so I am very open with my child-free lifestyle because I sure teen, I uh, started a, a, a brand called Hashtag No Kids, and I absolutely love me love wearing my designs as I go through the airport. I have to travel weekly for work, and uh, I have a lot of very interesting, fun designs, and I love it when people read it. And so they'll look and they'll see Dink, Dual Income, No Kids, or uh, No Kids, Elemental to My Being. And I love getting those reactions from people because some people are like, oh, okay, right? And others, you know, you get a little bit of disgust look. So I'm very open and out about being child-free and inside of my uh, circle and friends, they all understand my child-free choice and, and what that means. Although several have come around and be like, you know, it's never too late. Oh, you can reverse that vasectomy. Right. You know, so some people just can't understand and get their head fully wrapped around of, yeah, I don't want to have any kids. My life isn't on that track with you, you know, as y'all are going through and having all those. Uh, my kids are my cats. Right. So there's Phoenix who just came in. So I'm very open to being child free and, and enjoy being able to get to ha have that conversations with others. Cool. Well, Dan. That's all of Um Always been open from day one. I'm open about it even still now, much, than, much as I'm still open about animal rights and veganism in, in present day 2021. But I find 
I've had the conversation less and less over the last nearly 10 years since been since Planned Parenthood was released. And but I often I guess I've been told that I give off that vibe. Doesn't take long before someone's getting to know me that <laughs> they figure out that it's just, it's just never my my uh, mo to to uh, become a parent. So I've always been open about it. Always said from day one, uh, nope, nope, yep, yeah, not having kids, uh, nope. And then just and I would fight people on it. I think part of it I was looking for. I used to be really looking for the fight. I'd be looking for the debate um, by being open. But now it's just no, nope, I'm not having kids, and it's not that I'm looking for the fight. I'll have the discussion, but. It's just never been something I felt I've had to cover up or felt, you know, different about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Edward, how about you? Well, totally open also, uh, but in a different society, which is which makes um, a huge difference, you know, because uh, here in Peru, it's like uh, you, you always hear the, the, the classic question, you know, why are you not having kids? Uh, then who will take care of you when you get old, you know, yeah. uh, things like that. So it's it's really tough sometimes, but uh, I'm, you know, always, you know, putting my face on it. And uh, that's why I created Child Free, then my, my, my page on Instagram, Child Free Peru. And then I can, you know, promote this kind of life and uh, I can I can tell the Child Free people that it's, it's, it's a normal thing and you can, you can go and live with any like any person in your life, and uh, you you don't have to be judged for that uh, for that choice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tom, how about you? Um, the risk is certainly not unplugging it, but I think I think once I've written a book called "Your Children <laughs> Are Boring," the cat was out of the bag pretty much. So Great secrets. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think with with friends with friends it's not really been a thing for years probably similar to what dan was saying that the kind of it might come up once or twice but but not so much now i think um i think and, and also at least from my point of view maybe it's a uk thing but i think it's completely different for men than it is for women i think as as we would say here it's a doddle for men being yeah. child free in comparison i think the pressures yeah. are just incomparable um right. And and I think I think that that's you know personally I don't make a big deal out of it because I I would like to sort of normalise it personally you know I think it, yeah. it should be just a normal choice that people make as much as having kids can be and yeah it's um, despite despite what I say in the book I'm, I'm actually pretty tolerant <laughs> of this kind of stuff and um, but you know I. I, I don't kind of make a point of saying I'm child free, but I think that my friends can observe what I'm able to do and what they're maybe not able to do. That it's, you know, it's kind of out there, but. Yeah, and, and, and Tom, you bring up a great point, just how there's a difference between how men and women are perceived um, that, that are child free outside of the child free realm. And so how can we as child free men better support child free women in the community, out of the community? How can we, how can we, help them out with with support lucas 
I think we got to start by just being advocates, uh, you know, for change inside of society as it is, right? So we can be allies and we can go in and do things. And I've read some of the stories about uh, women who are trying to go in and have that conversation with a doctor of, I want to talk about sterilization, but they'll come up and say, well, what does your husband think about that? Or what is your future husband going to think about that? So some men will go in and be like, I'll be your husband for the day as you go talk to that doctor to try to get that approved. So that's something a child-free man can do. But yeah. why don't we then change or advocate for fixing it to, why are you asking the woman that in the first place, right? She has body autonomy. She doesn't need a man to be able to give that answer for over what she wants for her life. So I think we could go about trying to figure out how can we engage to be able to help make the change for pronatalism and the challenges that our child-free women uh, experience as they go through here and see if we can't help build a better society that just makes it more of a normalized thing like Tom was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Dan, what do you think about that? I, I covered this a bit in Planned on Parenthood that the over the pressure is still overwhelmingly against women. And, and if there was if there was a way to, de, to de, I don't know if you can, but if you were talking out of 100 percent, I would still say it's like 95 percent for women versus five percent. And I've experienced a lot of that personally being in the you could be in a room full of people. And the questions my spouse would get would be very different than the questions I would get completely. In some, in a lot of instances, it would be questions I wouldn't get at all. I'd go for coffee with friends in my professional life, uh, women friends in my professional life who are child-free. And they're, they're, they would tell me, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the questions. I'm sick of this because they're turning 30 or 40 or whatever. And you know, the clock is ticking kind of nonsense that they're constantly hearing from people. I think while it's important to continue to grow the voices from the male side of the community, which has been happening, especially in the last 10 years, we need to just acknowledge and be mindful of the fact that, that pressure is still overwhelmingly on women. And it may take generations for that to change, who knows, but we need to be conscious and mindful of that, that, you know, and Luke has covered it, be allies, but also try to maintain our own voices as well. But at the end of the day, the pressures are still faced more on women. And it's, it's really unfortunate in this day and age that very, I think very little has changed in that respect. Yeah, 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 Edward, what do you think? Yeah, well, I, in my case, uh, I'm fortunate that I have my, you know, my close uh, friends who are women. Uh, they, they, they are, you know, very. Uh, I mean, they are child-free people, um, but sometimes they have to deal with some things in the society. And I'm always there for them, you know. And uh, I put this uh, effort also in my in my site on Instagram where uh, I, I usually receive some, uh, you know, really um, uh, good conversations with women and uh, and I support them. I, 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 I work with a with a with a partner in, in this in this page and uh, who is a girl. And, uh, and then she can talk with them and she can uh, she can also give some advices in how to deal with these uh, situations in our society, which is very uh, close society in terms of this uh, child free style life lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tom. I think the guys have summed most of it. Up. Nailed it. I think, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's I'd agree with all of that. I think the, yeah. the main thing we can do as men is recognize that it's a different experience vastly different which i think most of us do mm -hmm. um and 
you know, it's a, you get far more negative judgment as a woman. It's just far more baggage around it, and we get off pretty lightly. So I think it's uh, you know, it's like the guy said, it's just be supportive where it, yeah. it makes sense to be supportive. Um, um, we've probably all been in those situations where if you're with a, a girlfriend or, a, or your wife or whatever, or, or just a friend and, and they get that question, you know, so when are you going to have kids? And it's, it's such an, a strange, intrusive, but, but strangely natural question people get. So um, you just need to find ways of supporting people, I think, in that situation. And, and again, normalizing the entire thing, because that will hopefully make it, it change. Yeah. And so do you guys feel like, like we were groomed to enter fatherhood as a social norm growing up? That may be leading to why, you know, the questions are the way they are and so skewed towards the, the women for motherhood. But from a fatherhood standpoint, do you feel like we were all groomed to be in that role? Yeah, I think 100% society is a pronatalist society, right? And uh, it very much grooms you to say, this is what you're going to go do. That's why when I went through, you know, a very good childhood, a very loving family, you know, mom, dad, older brother, younger sister, you know, the whole thing of going through and saying, all right, now you're in college, you're in a relationship, you're out of college, you're in your career, you're about to get married. So the next step is obviously going to be, you are going to have a family, right? And you're going to be a dad, right? And then, I, you know, at first I struggled with the, you know, but I don't really want to, but that's still going to be four or five years away. So we'll figure it out as we go through there. But this is supposed to be the life step. So society is definitely on that. You should be entering fatherhood and that's something that you should do. And especially in the other cultures like Edward's having to deal with, like it's a big thing about, you know, a part of your manhood is being able to have kids and do that. Right. And um, so for me, I think society is definitely doing that. Um, and I think sometimes people look at child free and say, oh, did you have a bad childhood growing up or whatever else? And that's why you want to be child free. And that's definitely not the case. You know, I had a very good childhood. I just, for me, don't have that paternal instinct. Don't want to have kids. I want to do other things with my life. And that's why I've chosen to go down that route. And then what can I do to help change that inside of society? And so that's why I created the hashtag no kids. And then I try to put out things in there that'll help us to push back against that pronatalism. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Um, yeah, they want to be able to push back and and you know continue to uh, speak up. Sorry, I got there was a bit of noise here. I had to address some stuff. Sorry about that. Um, from a young age, I know it was always sort of pushed in a sense because I think my parents wanted grandkids. That was part of it, and there was almost like that expectation there. Now, um, so I'm I'm the youngest of three. So my I had a. a uh, sister who passed away, like she died in infancy. My brother, who was 43, died unfortunately last November. But him and I both, he was also not going to have kids. But growing up, it was kind of expected of us both that, you know, hey, you know, one day, one day, one day. And of course, I fought like hell from day one, from my younger days saying, I'm not having kids. No, I'm not having kids. My brother was kind of, yeah, maybe, maybe. But then eventually, just with his career as an educator, he was like, I've got all the fill I can with this. But it was expected, but at the end, I just, you know, it, it it was part of the reason I went and got a vasectomy before I turned 25, because I wanted to be able to say, no, I'm not, and this is why I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It was a way to shut people down. Yeah, so yeah. I, I got tired of being pushed in that direction. And so I had always said to myself, okay, I'll get it done before I turn 25. Now I had that, I had that thought in my early teens, like I was 12 or 13, said I'll have it done before I'm 25, and I did, because I got tired of the, oh, one day when you'll have kids, you'll work, do this, mm -hmm. do that. So, you know, I, I hope and I like to think that there is a shift in that sense 
that kids are not going to be expected, especially considering what the world's been through the last few years. But it needs to it needs to stop. You know, and a lot of I know from my perspective too, a lot of it was sort of ingrained with having you know going to Sunday school. It was almost like expected because they would connect it to religious teaching. And it's like, man, it's just God. I don't want to do this. Yeah, Edward, what do you think? So there's so there's one thing, a good thing in my family, which is my parents. My parents have been very supporting with supporting with my decision, in, in spite of. I, I come from a very large uh, family too, but uh, they 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 understood my decision and they uh, they are really supportive uh, with me. So I did my vasectomy like four years ago. So um, they know that uh, it's it's a big deal for me, you know. Especially as as I said, Dan, you know, especially at this time of the you know the the planet really needs 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 a break, you know. And um, working with um, with uh, people like uh, the child-free uh, lifestyle is it's a, it's, a, it's a great way to to generate some change on this, you know. Um, and basically, uh, what we need to to know, uh, what we need to understand is that uh, our way of life is uh, it's it's more powerful than people uh, can can think, you know, because. Uh, sometimes uh, some child-free people that I know, they they feel bad. They 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 feel really you know sad when they, when the society um, push them back you know in for their decision. So I think we need to work on that. Groups like this uh, uh, are really helpful, and I hope I hope that we can continue promoting this uh, this kind of life. We're trying, Tom. What do you think? I think um, so. It's interesting what the guys say because it's it's clearly quite it's personal, isn't it? A lot of it. I think how that happens because so much of it is around your family and 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 so on. And I think um, and and personally, my my parents weren't that interested in anything we did outside of the, outside of the house, so that wasn't a problem. But I think um, but my generation, uh, sort of Generation X, particularly in the UK, I think it's it was quite different. And I think it was, um, I don't think we had quite the same type of pressure that people have now that, that, that what people are growing up with, particularly, um, we, we definitely had that societal expectation that that's been talked about, but I think it's, I think it's different now because I think everything is different now because of the internet and social media. So mm -hmm. I think, um, in many ways I was quite fortunate. I was, I was kind of freer. I think, in some ways, to to make my own mind up, I didn't have quite as many pressures. Really, only had family and friends and so on. So, um, so yeah, I felt a little bit of pressure, but it, I think it was again much easier for me because of when I was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, before I, I just because my mother's going to be watching this, I want to make yeah. clear that she did become supportive over time. But <laughs> It was fair, so I want to make it clear because I half expect my phone to go off pretty it's soon. It's okay, mom. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan's mom. Dan's a good boy. <laughs> so uh, let's do some some closing remarks. Uh, anything that you guys want to promote? How can people reach out to you? Get in touch with you, Lucas? We'll start with you and work our way around. 
Yeah, so uh, I've merged the hashtag No Kids brand into our Buy Child Free, Buy Child Free, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I try to make a post a day out there. Uh, usually it's about some memes or something promoting child free, and then we'll go in and we'll uh, a couple times a week maybe show one of the new designs or products that we have available on the shop. So you can find us in those three areas for me. Very cool, very cool. Dan, step up. What you got? Uh, I'm on Twitter at WriterDan. It's the only social media platform I use. And I'm also at DanAlexander.com where I post about some work that I have on the go. And I often write essays about music history and other things of interest. So thanks if anybody wants to check it out. And Planned on Parenthood, Creating a Life Without Procreating, Amazon, and other online bookstores worldwide. All right. And what, when this is archived, we'll put those links uh, down in the description. Edward, how about yourself? Uh, well, thank you again for the invitation. I'm, you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter as a Child Free Peru official. So you can see a lot of uh, good stuff there. And uh, I like to say a, little, a few words in, in, my, in my language just for my audience. Gracias oh, yeah. realmente. Gracias realmente a todos. Esta ha sido una conferencia muy entretenida. Hemos estado todo el día disfrutando de todos los panelistas y espero que sigan conectados a Child Free Peru Official. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. That's 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 really cool. Uh, Tom, how about you? I'll I'll be really basic. Buy my book, The Children of Boring, um, which is available at um, yeah paperback, Audible, etc. And um, and you can find me. Um, my website's yourchildrenaboring.com, so that's easy to remember. And um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter, but I hate it. And I'm Instagram, <laughs> and I post pictures of cats and sunsets. All right. And that's it. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining the panel and and being open and having this discussion. Uh, we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Lenora. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.